Are you Tony's stank? Well, hello and welcome back. We are back with our delivery for Tony Stank episode, uh, discussing episode seven of What If, uh, which posed the question: What if Thor was a um, was the only child? Didn't have his his brother Loki uh, by his side um, throughout his life. So, an interesting episode. Um, we'll we'll kind of talk about it, uh, but. In the meantime, I just want to say thanks again for all the support you guys are giving me. It, it's incredible. Um, it's it's so uh, humbling to to be able to chat to you guys about a topic I love, and um, for you guys to um show me when you're when you're watching or listening and stuff. It's uh, it means the world. So thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. Again, just um, we've got a couple of days left where I do the the draw for um the the Marvel merch for the pop, the Captain Carter pop that I have here again if you're watching you can see this if you're not watching you aren't able to see this but it's a um what if Captain Carter pop and um, if you want to get put in the draw for it if you you can um uh, subscribe on Kofi uh for as little as two pound a month you can make it more if you wish you don't have to and you'll just get entered into the draw there's gonna be more stuff coming for um for people that do subscribe as well um there's gonna be more things in the future so please Feel free to do that. The links are in the link tree. Uh, if you want to do that, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Um, there's only two folk I think that have uh, signed up so far. So if you do, uh, if you do want to do it, you're probably you've got a decent chance of uh, of potentially winning a pop. Um, but yes, let's get into the episode. Let's talk about um, what if episode seven. What if Thor was an only child? Okay, so episode seven. Um, I want to give you a bit of transparency. Just before we go into the episode, my initial thoughts on the episode. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy this episode. Um, there, there, was, there was bits of it to like, and I wanted to like it, but I just thought it was cheap. I just thought for the most part it was um, cheap laughs. Uh, some things were funny, and there was some, some really good little um, interesting cameos and... and little easter eggs and stuff like that but i just felt it was i don't know i didn't feel it it hit the hard as hard as as the other episodes have or it, it wasn't as it wasn't as um interesting from a story point until obviously the the end the, the end saved it if if it didn't have the ending it does if it didn't have anything as intriguing as that uh i'd be saying don't even bother watching this episode probably um so <laughs> So you'll see as we go through the episodes um, why I'm not as, as passionate about this episode as the other ones. Uh, and it was so frustrating for me because, as I say, I really, really wanted to like it. Um, we're coming to the end of the series. You know, it, it, there's literally two episodes left. So I was hoping for... I don't know if that's why. I don't know if I was hoping for something that was like a absolute barnstorm or something that would um, blow my socks off. But it didn't. It really didn't do that... Um, to me and it's interesting because as we'll see later a lot of you guys loved it a lot of people um i spoke to on twitter absolutely loved it um so it was interesting for me to to see that side of it when when i i knew for sure that i didn't like it at all but that's me that's just me that i could be um 
completely off. I might have missed something. Um, but yeah, it just didn't. It didn't do it for me like others like others have. And even the weaker ones, other ones, um, you know, they had something redeemable about them. They had something that that for for me was like kept me interested the whole time. Um, even if there were some weak points, it was it was mainly there was there was something uh, interesting that kept me hooked. This one didn't, just didn't at all. Um, yeah, just the whole the whole party Thor thing I thought was was really played out. Um, and yeah, it felt it felt to me like they were almost. Um, running on fumes a little bit and, and didn't really know what what to do. It's almost like they came up with a concept um, and thought, you know something, this could be pretty fun and then didn't know where to go with it. Um, as a, you know, the only place they could go with it was party. <laughs> because that's, that's what obviously um, runs the... the most episode i would love to see more about the the relationship between thor and his family without loki um you know we only got to see a little bit of that at, at the start and then a little bit of that kind of when when jane goes to um to see frigga and and then frigga talks to thor through a um like a bifrosty kind of led screen or whatever um but we didn't see much of him in his relationship with with his family, which I thought was a was a missed opportunity, really. Um, but again, that's just me. That's just me. Uh, right. So let's get into episodes. <laughs> so if, if you see um you with a sad face, or if you hear me, um, if you hear the tone of my voice going a bit, um, a bit off, a bit disinterested, then then that's why. Um, but yeah, it it's 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 one it's one of those things. It's one of those things. You know, it's it. Media is subjective. Some of you don't even like this podcast, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I know. I know. I know. It's probably that's probably really hypothetical, um, because you guys love this podcast. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into it. So we have the title screen. As as, as I said, the title scenes. Um, you get uh, an idea of who's going to be in the episode, and potentially some surprises. Um, are maybe uh, not spoiled, but maybe a bit more like uh not ruined either just you know you, you pick up some of this right so we've got Hemsworth back Chris Hemsworth as, as Thor Natalie Portman's back um as Jane um so the first name that pops up that um kind of surprised you is Tom Hiddleston so Tom Hiddleston's back as Loki we'll see what kind of Loki it is obviously Kat Dennings um Samuel L. Jackson Jeff Goldblum as well uh that obviously was a surprise for myself you know um we knew he'd be the Grandmaster it's a, a, Two plays, obviously, um, and then the kind of usual folk. Taika Waititi as well. His name was bandied about. Um, again, I feel like he was wasted. I feel like Korg was wasted. Um, and not lug lug drink drunk wasted. Like his character was wasted in this episode. Um, and then Karen Gillan, Jamie Alexander, um, Seth Green. So obviously knew that uh, Howard the Duck was back, and uh, and yeah, that was kind of the, the titles that. Mattered, mattered to me so i was like off the bat there i was like interesting we've got grandmaster we've got howard the duck um you know we've actually got obviously thor and and uh jane and loki great we'll get to see how the relationship um went without 
Thor being part of the uh, sorry without Loki being part of the family. Um, obviously we don't see that. Annoyed me. Uh, but but yeah, but yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It, I'm sorry if I if I if I sounded annoyed, but um, yeah, I I feel like there's a lot of wasted potential with with those characters, especially like Taika Waititi. You know, Korg. You know, you know my Korg accent, my my Korg impression, um, and how much I love Korg. Um, and if you don't know, my name is Korg, and I'm made of rocks. See, it's almost like Korg's in the room with us. Okay, so we start off in the New Mexico desert, uh, with the what is the opening scene to the thor film as well the um the van sit in the middle of the desert um darcy and um jane are in and they're uh eating and, and seeing some sort of astronomical abnormalities uh that they then think is an alien invasion there is a interesting shot here because um I, I know one of the things that Thor is known for is the um the Dutch angles that um Kenneth Branagh used a lot of. And it it's so um decisive. Decisive? Divisive, sorry. It's so divisive. Um some people love them, some people hate them. It's quite I believe it's quite quite an older um drama y style of um of of shot and, and, and way of shooting uh, a film. Um, so Jane talks to, or tries to phone S.H.I.E.L.D. and asks them about, um, or, or try, tells them about the fact that there's, um, potential alien invasion and how there was this, the star, um, that, that collapsed not long ago, but it's given a similar sort of readings. She's actually phoned the Parks Department, uh, but she says they're not something you could do. Um, we get a Dutch angle here. So we get a Dutch angle when Darcy and Jane both pop their head out of the, the truck. And see the uh the, the like Bifrost go flying over the top. And Darcy does this uh they're here which is from uh a, a reference to um I think it's poltergeist when the, the girls looking at the TV. Now there's quite a lot of references here to other um in this episode there's quite a lot of references to other uh films and TV shows, um and of course other Marvel um properties. Uh, that was quite a cool little little uh, sort of reference, I thought. Um, so the the Bifrost lands in fabulous Las Vegas, and there is a an Elvis impersonator at the side of the Bifrost. Of course, that you know, Elvis impersonators are only known to be in Las Vegas. They are that's their hub. That is their <clears throat> that is their mother nest. Is is the Las Vegas Strip. Um, so out of the Bifrost comes Thor and his um, and his his crew. Uh, it, it looks quite menacing. It looks like Thor's way to tell you know a way to take over Las Vegas, similar to how Loki did in Germany in Avengers. Uh, but then he <laughs> then he tells them that he's here for the party prince. That's a pretty. Uh, it's a pretty fun way of introducing them, I think. Uh, to be fair, um, the party prince side of things, I, I think it could have worked, hundred percent could have worked, uh, and and it could have been funny, but it did feel forced later on. Um, techno music starts, and the the uh, the humans, the people start start dancing away, <clears throat> uh, and then we go up and see our uh, our watcher, who describes to us what we're what we're watching right now. Um, 
the watcher again he is in the clouds we see him from this angle most of the times uh, i said he's been getting closer and closer and closer to us um so we're looking at him a lot of times but he actually it then moves to being behind the watcher looking down with him uh which i thought was again an interesting thing this is a this is probably the closest we've actually been to him in fact we were probably um we were literally looking over his shoulder as as if we were uh kind of like behind him which is not really something that we've seen before uh he, he looks up in the stars and, and tells us about how this is now uh a, a thor that has not had uh his brother loki in his life uh which changed the fates of the universe loki um taught thor lessons in childhood um I'm, I'm guessing it's things you know things like shreds of of dignity and um and and thinking of others and that sort of thing but he doesn't he hasn't had that sort of um relationship in here so he's just he's basically a spoiled only child um so odin instead of instead of taking um loki in and raising him his own son he returned loki back to um jotunheim and um laufey the frost giant uh so this means that thor is now like a um a bit more of a, a yeah a bit more of a stubborn spoiled kind of um person we move to odin getting put into his odin sleep with frigga and thor by his side thor isn't even interested he's you know picking at his nails looking at his nails um and uh and frigga's talking about getting him in, into odin sleep the choir starts their beautiful beautiful melancholic kind of song and and odin mr anthony hopkins closes his eyes and you even see thor pop up from behind him and uh and frigga pokes at odin uh to make sure that he's asleep so like frigga here uh then uh, then basically as soon as odin's shut his eyes shoots off with her with her pals uh and says she's off her sisters to celebrate the solstice so I, again this is another part of the um part of the, the the family thing that we that we see that i would have loved to whether it's be, you know before odin sleep would could have seen um how frigga is how thor is with him with odin um, I understand that this this shows us that that Frigga is kind of the same as not the same as Thor, but isn't as um, concerned or isn't as uh, it doesn't feel as responsible for for things once Odin's um, in his Odin sleep because basically she's she's bolts as soon as he's as soon as he's sleeping, which which for me really uh, <laughs> kind of annoyed me. It really did. Um, so yeah, I I think it would be interesting to have seen them before before the Odin sleep. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to be upbeat about this. I'm trying to be upbeat about this, but this is one of the things that really annoyed me. Um, so yeah, Frigg and her pals um they bolt off and essentially tell Thor that he's now he's now acting king or or looking after. The, the night are looking after the um asgard and he just needs to stay and study um and there's no parties and stuff like that so again this is something where i'm like 
she obviously knows what he's like. She knows that he's a party thor and she knows that he's not going to take things seriously. So why is she why is she bolting to leave with her pals and go to her sisters if she can't trust Thor to do what she would do when Odin's asleep? Listen, if, if I was Odin, I would not be having this happening. I would rule with a strong but fair fist. That, that, that's how it's done that's how it's done I run a tight ship not a shite tip okay um, so Frigga essentially uh, leaves all the responsibility to watch over Thor to Heimdall and says that Heimdall will be uh, will be watching we don't actually get to hear Heimdall speak so we don't you know Idris Elba isn't back and of course I forgot to say with Frigga it's not Rene Russo uh, it is someone else that does her voice yep so Frigga bails Frigga takes the Bifrost with her pals um and uh it goes off to, to drink wine and, and do whatever they, they want to do. Uh Heimdall uh is told by Thor that he's away to go and, and um study and look after things. Um but Thor has other ideas and leads his um his crew uh to the the deep depths of um Asgard. We even walk they walk through Odin's uh treasure room. Where he has the the Infinity Gauntlet, which we found out in Ragnarok was actually a um a fake. Um Hela basically pushed it over and, and says it was a, a fake. Um and yeah, they go into this massive uh hall, or these massive doors that open up to a hall. Uh and start the party. Start start drinking. Um <laughs> they then talk about how they're going to go to the most backwards planet um, that Heimdall doesn't even uh, that Heimdall doesn't even bother to look at as his party on Midgard and then we go back to Las Vegas so so that's interesting to hear that Heimdall isn't even you know Heimdall's might be watching the Nine Realms um, very much like the Watcher does <clears throat> but he's not even bothering with, uh, with Midgard so sorry Heimdall can't see that bit yeah so yes they're they're in las vegas having a having a wee party um a mixture of there's obviously people from all over the galaxy here we, we see what looks like ravagers um we see uh like scrolls as well um uh the the, the what is what's his name um scourge 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 Carl Urban's character from from Ragnarok, he he turns up, um, and uh, and Thor tells him about the the beer. Have a drink; it never runs out. Obviously, referring to um, Doctor Strange, the the Doctor Strange reference that uh, in Ragnarok, where Thor is obviously drinking his beer and drinks it, and magically just just fills back up again. Okay, then uh, then Thor um, is. Uh, a chant starts for him from the, the baying masses, and we see all these um spaceships up in the up in the uh up in the sky. So there's a mix of different spaceships. We've kind of spoke about the ones that were in like the um the collector's garage uh for the second episode. Um, it's very much similar. You have like ones from um the Grandmaster's collection. You have ones from Asgard. Um, you have the uh the scroll ship and stuff as well. Um. So yeah, a nice little Easter egg there. 
then uh, then Darcy and Jane appear um and are are kind of surprised by by what they're seeing in this last Ve- and on, on Las Vegas strip um Jane with her little tablet thing or iPad um works out that the first extraterrestrial to arrive is Thor so part of Thor who's chatting to a couple of scrolls and then does his little hair flick which I can't do because I'm having hair um then uh jane asks jane says she says um uh yeah jane jane says she expected them to look like and then darcy has quite a few little references here so et um scotty from star trek uh, ken <laughs> as well um an abercrombie catalog darcy for me is a one of the strong points of this um I, I, a lot of people don't like her character a lot of people don't like like her as a character a lot of people don't like um cat Dennis portrayal as her i do i think she's really sarcastic and just adds like i, it's, I think it's my humor as well she just adds a bit of sarcastic humor to um to the whole shebang and it uh yeah it it it, it, it works well for me and then she uh she points out uh howard the duck as well who as i say is is um seth green returning again from um episode two uh as well uh thor is chatting some scrolls as we say and he gets the scrolls um to all change to his face which again shows the narcissistic side of it that he now um he, he kind of touched on in the thor film the first thor thor film but we see here he is a, a pretty much a full-blown narcissist now um vain af um and someone touched him behind he had we see it from his point of view he turns around he um it's jane but he has to look down he, he says he doesn't, doesn't see her all you're all the way down there kind of thing so uh he says so tidy i'll soon you um now this is kind of where we're really starting to see uh what hemsworth is doing with thor in this one and, and it is a completely different character to the thor that we know um he's a lot more uh a lot more animated a lot more like it's an animated show, of course he is. He's a lot more um, uh, extravagant with the way he talks and the things he says and stuff. Um, which again is is because he hasn't. He's not. Um, he's not like a normal. He's not like. He's not being tempered down a bit. He's he is just this extravagant narcissistic, um, annoying person. I was going to say a bad word, but it's a family show, so I'm not going to. Uh, he introduced himself to Jane as Thor, Prince, uh, Crown Prince of Asgard, and then offers her some appetizers. And we see the Grandmaster and Topaz eating eating cake, and, and Topaz has her, her shaft thing that disintegrates people, which is um, kind, of, kind of horrible. Jane puts two and two together and says, you know what? So you're Thor, the Norse god, who he then obviously says he doesn't know anything about horse gods, but he does know how to bring the thunder. <laughs> That's a great light. That's a great light. Um, and they talk about the 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 star that um that that Jane mentioned at the at the start of this Alpha Star Icarus, which uh which destroyed, uh, which was destroyed. And yeah, so she's she's asking Thor if the um if it was 
essentially asked him if, if, if it was them that destroyed it. Um, he, he doesn't see he destroyed it. He says that it was an excellent party uh, and Fandra was lost for three days. I found in a barn crawl next to a baby goat. Um, but it doesn't explicitly say here that they destroyed it. Uh, and then the, the, the conversation that moves on to the tablet that Jane has, the, the iPad thing. Um, and, and how it would take a whole team of us guardians to, to create this light, light box, he calls it, uh, and, and calls Jane a genius. And yeah, he totally turned on the cheese with her, um, saying how the geniuses uh, always have deep dark eyes, like watching the birth of two stars on the edge of a galaxy. And obviously Jane gets all, gets all, all uh, a bit shy and a bit, um, she starts to giggle a little bit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if it was Hemsworth or I understand. Um, but yeah, we then go back to Darcy and, uh, and Howard the Duck. We go and get happy hour nachos, but it's not a date, apparently. It's not a date. Uh, there's then like a, a, a montage. So we get um, a party scene where Thor does the, the Zemo dance with a fist in the air while he's, he's twirling uh, Mjolnir and Jane is there dance with him. Grandmaster is DJing. Um, so the song that he's actually DJing is, uh, the song he's playing is a remix of his birthday song from, um, from Ragnarok. Which is a nice little touch, uh, and we have, uh, uh, the, yeah, the music then stops and everyone looks up, <laughs> and the grandmaster whispers or uh, whispers into the the mic, release the foam. And then there's a foam party that starts. Now this is, that's quite a cool little scene. I do like that. I do quite like this montage scene because Nebula is then playing um, with dice, gets Korg to blow on the dice and throws and wins. Um, they use the the water jetpack thing as well. Um, Valkyrie Drax are dancing away. Um, Dar Darcy gets married to Howard the Duck by the Elvis impersonator as well, the guy that we saw at the start. Uh, Thor and Jane get tattoos, magic and science, uh, and there's a white blast that um that leads us into the Hangover, <laughs> the Hangover part Marvel, um, where there's a, there's a bunch of them in this hotel room in, in Vegas. Uh still asleep as the sun beams in. Um, Thor and the chaise long. Uh, Volstag and Sif are, are lying as well on one of the, the, the seats. Um, there's a bunch of possums in with Fendral uh, and and Jane's phone starts going. Uh, she she gets up, walks past walks past all them and walks past Rocket in the bathtub as well. It's sort of the, the sink actually. Basically a bathtub in it. Um and the door goes, and it is it is Maria Hill who is now acting Shield director because of something that happened to Fury, um and we see a flashback to last night, uh Fury um isn't allowed into like this sort of party thing where Thor is and and is shouting at him and telling him it's not your planet to do, and this I think this is like the only time we get to hear Taika Waititi as as Korg. And it's, uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny to be fair. He says ball cannons instead of cannonball. Knocks over uh, Fury sending fly and does a cannonball into the, uh, the Bellagio, I think it is. The, the fountain bit of the Bellagio or whatever. It looks like it anyway. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Fury's still unconscious, so Maria has had to take over. Uh, Maria asks uh, Jane if she's got company, and uh, she says that it's a friend. It's obviously, Thor is one of them. Um, and we hear Thor. Uh, we hear Thor in the background saying, "There's a cute little rabbit in the sink." Obviously, referring to Rocket, who he's called a rabbit before in the uh, in um, Agnarok. No. In Infinity War? Things Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity War called a rabbit. Um so Jane and Darcy make their way to the or are taken, sorry, to the one of the shield um helicarriers. Um and they're they're kind of working out what to do. The party's the party's spreading, says Coulson. It's kind of going all over the world and it's led by Thor. He's basically flying about places and, and and starting uh starting parties and stuff. Jane gets all again. Um, she's not annoyed, which is a bit like uh, she's a bit wondering why he's he's left. She asks that he's left and and try to keep things uh, try to work out without telling how, without saying that she slept with him. Basically, I think. Um, obviously, in, not in love with him, but obviously has a a yearning for him, for his hammer. I'm talking about Mjolnir. Yearning for his hammer. I'm talking about Mjolnir. Don't worry. Um, they end up in Paris because someone was yearning for a crep. And um, Crossbones, Rumlow, turns up with the the last resort. Um, which I wasn't sure where they were going with this. I wasn't sure what the actual last resort was going to be. But as you see, it turns out... Um, it's the pager. It's it's uh, the pager Fury got from from Captain Marvel in Captain Marvel. Funnily enough, um, and yeah, Maria uses the pager and uh, and has called for for for, Mar for Captain Marvel. So we're then taken to Paris, where Thor is with the um, with the gold ladies from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and um, someone runs. I think the Volstag runs at Thor and, and shouts, "He's here! He's here!" And it turns out it's Loki. Loki's a frost giant who forebodingly trots up to um up to Thor, looking in a, like a full frost giant, like a big blue avatar looking guy, um, and uh and, and asks where Thor is and is very um uh sort of um forebodingly. And there's kind of like a little face off. Before we then find out that they're actually pals, they're actually really good pals. <laughs> In fact, Loki calls Thor his uh, brother from another mother, and uh, and grabs onto his, his little little finger, his pinky finger. Um. So as I said at the start, this is Tom Hiddleston um, back as Loki. So, <clears throat> like, I get it. I get what they're trying to do here. Um. Again, I feel like it's quite cheap. It's really quite cheap. Um. The sort of the sort of subversion that they have here of the um of the fact that we think Loki's new the bad guy and and they're actually really good pals and stuff like that. The brother from another mother and the brothers forever. Oh, I cringed. I actually cringed. I actually, I actually cringed. It was not like for me. It didn't hit as I as you know. I I don't know. It just felt so forced. Tom Hiddleston even does like a little, a little, promise forever. And nah, it just, it just felt so flat for me. 
so flat. Um, there's a, a what you think is a shooting star coming to, so to make a wish. Um, Loki makes his wish. Uh, what well, we see the shooting star coming down. There's a, it's a really cool way that they do it though. So we we obviously know it's Captain Marvel. Um, but at the back of the trail coming down you see like the world, you see Earth, but you see France specifically because that's obviously where she's headed to because that's where they are. And it's like labelled France in big letters. I think that's a pretty cool little animation um, quirk that uh, that, that really is quite interesting. Um, it's 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 something different that I don't think we've seen before. But then, yeah, the meteor comes comes down, lands right in front of uh, Thor, who spills the beard himself. And we see obviously the figure of Captain Marvel um lying there. And she says, Hey White Snake, we need to chat. Obviously reference to um Here I go again on my own. That White Snake. Uh Thor I don't know what Thor says his name. Well he says the name's Thor with a T an R and O and an H. But not in the order. And I was like, what? 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 What's the point in that? I, I, I didn't kind of get that. Um, they kind of have a chat about how uh, it's quite a party he's throwing and, and it's it's sort of quite a civil sort of chat, but um, Captain Marvel tells him to, to get cleaned up and get out. Thor tells her to buzz off. Um, and Marvel, Captain Marvel punches him and sends him absolutely flying. Now, this is one of the, 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 the plus points from the episode. The, the whole fight scene with Captain Marvel and Thor. Um, we've spoke before about how the lighting that's used and, and the fight scenes are kind of... Um, are, are consistently good and consistently um, like excellent parts. So, again, although I didn't enjoy this episode as much, or I didn't enjoy this episode, full stop, um... The fight scene uh, that they have across the world, across yeah, it is really cool. It is really, really well done. Again, the actual, the actual fighting they have. Um, so like the punch that that Captain Marvel does that sends him flying into the air, but then he, you know she gets hit by uh, Mjolnir that she's obviously not aware of of how Mjolnir works. Thor lobs Mjolnir at her, and she kind of ducks it but starts to starts to essentially tell him you know it's one of those oh you missed me missed me um and through halfway through her sentence Mjolnir comes flying back and smashing in the back of the head and yeah a, a big old battle kind of starts where the uh you know they end up at like Stonehenge where Thor knocks down Stonehenge just by pressing the thing and pressing one of them and a domino effect happens. Um, they then go flying through into, um, I believe it's the US, the United States. Again, you can see him flying from the UK over to the uh, over to the US desert. Some of the punches there that send him flying down, crashing into the desert with uh, the the dust clouds coming up. Um, Thor calls for Mjolnir, but. Have to wait, obviously, because Mjolnir is over in the UK. Uh, Marvel, Ma Captain Marvel manages to miss uh, or, or, or sort of like move out of the way of Mjolnir coming back this time. Um, and 
yeah a big battle with with bursts of energy thunder um from from both of them um uh again it's so well done there's a part where captain marvel blasts energy to thor's face while thor's and, and holds up thor's arm with mjolnir but he drops it and catches it much like uh Arya did to the if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but much like I did to the Night King um, in Winterfell, uh, drops it and then smash into the into the stomach. Uh, I, I, and yeah, it's again a really well made fight scene with um, with some some pretty brutal punches and some pretty brutal kicks and uh, and impacts and you know. Thor tries to blast Captain Marvel with a massive bolt of thunder, but you know she just takes it, and, and the energy, um, it doesn't even move her. The yellow energy radiates off her; it doesn't even move her. And Thor, um, kind of poops himself. <laughs> uh, so he's obviously never seen something like that before. We we know that Captain Marvel is one of the strongest Avengers that there is, and or sorry, is basically the strongest being, um, in the MCU or or in in Marvel basically. Um, again, they have a fight in the skies where they they go flying over what well, looks like Hawaii, and there's like a person sitting drinking a um a cocktail, reading a book. Um, punches missed, thrown, uh, and they end up flying through this uh sort of. There's like a massive cloud that they fly through. There's there's uh sparks of thunder. There's sparks of the yellow energy that radiates off Captain Marvel. We actually get like. Don't not stop motion, but we get a illumination of Captain Marvel's face with yellow, and then Thor's face with blue, and then back to dark, and then uh, Marvel's face again. It's such a well put together fight scene. Um, we look up at the clouds and we see the the blue and the yellow rumbling as well. It's such a well, well, well put together fight scene. They both come crumbling back down to um, to Earth, back to Paris, and Thor then just places Mjolnir um, right on Captain Marvel's chest. So yes, Thor has placed uh, Mjolnir right on Captain, Mar Captain Marvel's chest, so she can't move at all, uh, and talks about how she needs a timeout and um, touches on his how his mother used to punish him with timeouts, but he never learned a thing, which we're obviously very much aware of that he has not learned anything. Um, in the background, you've actually got a couple of guys that are or a couple of people that are dressed as like celestials, um, but it's like based on um, the people that were that were watching um thor battle hulk um in sakar so it, uh, yeah i mean it's just celestial inspired um sort of um celestial inspired garb uh and then they start calling marvel uh captain marvel a, a party pooper and, and everyone everyone's pointing and laughing and calling her a party pooper and chanting party pooper even the scrolls uh, <laughs> who obviously aren't aware of who captain marvel is because she did save their people um or either that, or they're just very ungrateful. Probably the latter. These goddamn scrolls. Um, we <laughs> we then moved to Maria Hill, um, lambasting Captain Marvel and and saying, you know, we're told you were the best. Your punch was equal to ten nuclear bombs, and your cat could devour whole armies. <laughs> and Darcy pops in with uh with asking about the cat and and um. And the Top Gun references, so the cat's obviously, if you're not aware of Captain Marvel's cat, it's called Goose. Um, and it's it's like a Top Gun reference. Um, 
Captain Marvel basically says that she uh, had to hold back because the Earth or the where it was wouldn't withstand wouldn't withstand it if she basically went full blast. There would be a massive like Carter that would have happened. They're not a Captain Carter, um, but an actual proper physical Carter. Um, Jane gets a phone call from from Party Thor from from Mister Mister Thor, um. And they're they're kind of talking about about well he's turned on the charm again, uh, saying when he's wanting to meet her again she's the nicest prettiest pr- nicest prettiest Midgardian woman he's ever met. He's a charmer that boy. He is a charmer. Um. Uh, and they talk about how many how many Midgardian women he's met, and he says two, but one hit him with a bridge and it hurt his face, which obviously talking about Captain Marvel. Um. They then get to the point about the Alpha Star that we spoke about at the at the start of the episode, um, and and Jane outright asks him if it was him that destroyed the the planet, but he does say that it was it was more of a meteor, it was burning apart, and they just kind of helped it along, but nobody got hurt. Uh, but still, it's a bit shay, isn't it? It's pretty shay. Um, Jane actually, <laughs> Jane actually then says, "Love you," which is pretty cute. So they then decide that, you know, they're not going to have Captain Marvel holding back and they're actually going to um, lure Thor into Siberia uh, and, uh, and and basically do a big old, a big old punch in his beautiful face there and then from Captain Marvel with, with her full, her full blast basically. So no need for Jane and Darcy anymore. They get, they get um, shipped off back to the Las Vegas strip um, and, Dar- and Jane tries to call Thor to obviously warn him um of what's happening, but Loki, big old Loki's got his his little phone, or it's a normal size phone, but for Loki it's a little phone. Um, she tries to obviously warn him, uh, but then Loki actually drops the phone, which crashes from again. Like try to think about like I know in in Marvel stuff especially um animated animated stuff anyway, like the continuity is is not massive um but i feel like loki's height here is made to be bigger than it actually is or a size i don't know i don't know it just it's just something that, that stuck out for me um again an episode that I, that I wasn't too happy about i just thought it was one of those things and then jane chucks her phone in and breaks it um and and darcy makes a good point about about calling his mom essentially uh we then have like another well, Jane decides that that's a good idea, and we have like a little bit of a montage thing again. We actually have we actually see Surtur, uh, the big old demon devilly guy, uh, chatting up the Statue of Liberty and heating the, well, heating her arm off essentially. Um, it is that is actually Clancy Brown who's back to play Surtur from um, who obviously was in Ragnarok, the start of Ragnarok, and at the end as well actually. Um, so he's back. We see Loki and Frost Giants um, defacing the um, Mount Rushmore. Uh, Surtur's horn gets caught in a couple of uh, wires that then turn off all the the power and like and whatever they are. Um, and then we go to Sydney where they're all partying on on this on this bridge in the in the view of the um, the Sydney Opera House. And Thor says he's going to go and slide down the Sydney Opera House. Uh, fires towards it. And uh, and is intercepted by, um, by our Captain Marvel, 
who's now taken him over to, as I say, Siberia. Um, again, it's one of these things, like, the the lighting is so cool, and the way, like, um, the way we see them, Marvel, Captain Marvel taking Thor, the, um, the lighting at the side that see, shows him going flying by, Captain Marvel's, like, bright luminescent eyes and hair it looks really really cool um and I, so again you know one of the high points these are the high points of the episode we'll talk about high points in later but um yeah uh darcy and jane work out a way to contact uh heimdall um obviously working they, they worked out that it's you know if there's a loki there's a heimdall if it's a Loki, a Thor, it's a Heimdall, it's a Frigga, it's an Odin, um, which is why they're going to try and get in contact with Frigga. So they managed to work out a way to get Heimdall, Heimdall Bifrost's Jane um, into Asgard uh, and and, uh, and and basically Heimdall knows exactly what she means and, and Bifrost's her straight to, to Frigga. We go back to Thor, who's now in Siberia with Captain Marvel um with the shield um helicarrier looming behind them um and and maria tells tells crossbones that they've got the, the nukes ready obviously referring to actual nukes opposed to captain marvel's um 10 10 nuke powerful punch kind of thing um frigga is then uh, sorry jane then sees frigga uh and explains to her the situation obviously thor's gone a bit off the rails and that we need her help um and there's quite a tense scene here where um it then goes back to uh captain marvel and thor kind of uh kind of facing off in siberia and maria hills counting down the background to one for for um firing the nukes then there's this really like quite an interesting moment where the bifrost comes down and it's like a it's almost like an, a, a screen. It's almost like a FaceTime with uh, where Frigga um, turns up and, and gives Thor a, a telling off. And everyone uh, <laughs> everyone's surprised that Thor is uh, saying it's his mother. Because obviously your mum is the scariest person. Um, or you need to take advice from your mum no matter what. Um, Thor is then a bit... Um, unhappy that, that jane has sold him out uh and he's trying to persuade his mum that he's in his room even though there's a polar bear roaring behind him um uh, and basically frigga says i'm coming to earth um you need to clean it up by the time i get there essentially thor does say that he's there as a cultural exchange um that he's there to, to learn and and frigga says she wants to see the full syllabus when she arrives um so cross crossbones in, in the in the uh, helicopter is, is a bit angry that they never got to fire the nukes but but maria says that um that they're done they're aware that now thor has been told off by his mum. uh he now needs to or no he they don't need to do anything now because he's gonna get sorted uh thor heads back to sydney where everyone basically is starting to desert him um you know showing that, that people are literally just there for the party they're not actually there for thor um, and it's quite sad. It is quite sad, actually. It's that he is obviously just—he's kind of doing this partying and 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 stuff just purely for, um, you know, purely 
for friends to have people to, to to be with so there is that um that sort of thing where he's he's essentially he's a, he's a lonely guy he he's obviously doing it for attention for friends for for someone um to have because everyone just bails as soon as he says that um his mum's coming um thor goes kind of all mental with his god of thunder stuff and and screams out you listen to me uh trying to get everyone to help him clean up uh clean up earth before frigga turns up and as soon as he as soon as he mentions frigga um everyone stops and and and, and realizes that they're now at uh at this the the point of of no return we get another, another little montage of them cleaning things up. Thor cleans up Stonehenge. Some of the ships put back the St. Louis um, uh, arch. The the um, the power that Surtur uh, like cut off is is then kind of put back, uh, and we see Surtur um, actually even putting back on Statue of Liberty's uh, arm. Uh, Thor sorts out the Mount Rushmore. Uh, there's like a big Ferris wheel of frost giant to sort out, and he he even um puts a lean tower of pizza standing upright, which is a funny little joke there. Um, obviously lean tower of pizza pizza is meant to be um is meant to be leaning. Um, so it's quite a little, good little joke. Uh, Frigga is flying down on the Bifrost, and Thor is trying to uh wipe off the Thor rocks that's on uh, the side of a thing there, and um she lands, and Thor's actually is literally teaching uh, a class of of the people that were at the party. Captain Marvel turns up with a um with a tablet for him, a light box as he called it, uh with some PBS specials, NPR podcasts, and documentaries. Um, you can, you can tell Frigga is obviously. She's not falling for it, but she's going along with it anyway. Um, and then Thor calls on Mjolnir, who turns up with uh, <laughs> with like a, a veil and some pictures and stuff on it, obviously from from being in, in Vegas, essentially. So it's obviously um, kind of all uh, clear as to as to what he was doing. We then go back to the desert um, where Darcy and Jane are in the van and Thor turns up um, with flowers for Jane um, saying that, that she called, she, she told him um, with some other, it's not a cool thing to do, but it was the right thing to do. So um, yeah, obviously happy ending for those guys, um, which is what the Watcher tells us as well. Um, you know that uh, it, it kind of moves up to him and he says, a world restored, uh, love blossoming, uh, as children, both human and Asgardians say, uh, Together they lived happily ever after. Now, we see the watch the the watcher blink, which he doesn't. He has. I don't think he's done yet. I don't think he's done before. He he actually like fully blinks. So again, it's like his humanity, his human side of um, his characteristics, and he actually blinks. Now, this is where I think he maybe missed what's away to happen because he goes as soon as he blinks, he goes wait what, and he gets a kind of caught off guard. So does Thor. And we see a portal opening with a few robots coming out. Now, these are obviously Ultron sentries. The watch says, oh dear, perhaps I spoke too soon. And we get the reveal of Ultron or Ultra, Ultron Vision with all the Infinity Stones. What? <laughs> what? Uh, now, again, I always talk about how I, I watch New Rockstar before I, I do my podcast. And one of the things that they came up with, one of the things that they said was that this Ultron must be from a different universe. Because um, 
Age of Ultron, so Tony and Bruce um, creating, uh, or sorry, using the Mindstone to actually create Ultron, the AI, um, hasn't happened yet because that happened phase two. Thor obviously happened phase one. Um, so they don't have that yet. So in another universe where Age of Ultron actually happened and went through, Vision wasn't the Vision body wasn't intercepted. Um, Ultron was able to go through this plan and, and obviously collect, collect the Infinity Stones. He's then also been able to tran uh, traverse universes or galaxies and uh, and make his way into this one. So what has he done to the galaxy came, or the universe came from and how many other universes has he been to? Now, it has been confirmed that the next episode, the, so the penultimate episode of the series, is going to involve um, our Ultron vision that we have just seen. Great. Amazing. I'm so looking forward to that. So... That is the end of the episode that we, we get the reveal of, of Vision's face under the Ultron kind of hood um, and uh, he looks menacing. So yes, that is the end of the episode, episode seven, uh, what if Thor uh, didn't have a brother. Now, as I said at the start, I didn't like this episode. I thought it was a really weak episode. Um, one of the worst ones I would say from what if it had a few shining lights had a few um things that saved it from being an absolute fart of an episode like from being an absolute like one i would just skip every time um so again the fight scenes were great phenomenal really loved it again the lighting the the animation of the fight scenes brilliant i cannot fault them throughout the whole of the series i cannot fault them for what they've done with their with their fight scenes it's been brilliant um I did enjoy the voice acting. I thought Thor's voice acting was was really good. It's a different kind of Thor from what we know. So he he seemed a bit more dramatic, a bit more um, uh, over the top kind of thing as well, which was was great. And, and you know, Chris the, Chris Hemsworth um, is a he's a good actor. He's a he's a really good actor. I, I enjoy him as Thor. I think he's a very good Thor. Um, the ending then as well. Not just because the episode ended, but because of the um, reveal um, and the implications it's going to have on the final two episodes. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Made me salivate and wanting more. Not wanting more of that episode, though. The things I didn't like about it, like I say, I feel like there was a lot of stuff um, thrown together and, and just it just felt... It almost felt like they were trying too hard. Um, the whole party thing and... The Thor and Jane romance, it was all just kind of thrown together. Um, it's almost like threw so much, so much at a wall and hoped that some of it would stick. I would have loved to see more of, as I say, the relationship with Thor and his family. So with Thor and Frigga and, and Odin, um, that side of things. Um, I would have loved to see more than just party, party than aftermath. I don't, I don't think it, it went right. Um, Korg was wasted. There was, you know, Taika Waititi was, uh, his name was in the in the opening credits, and I thought I would have loved to see more of Korg. Um, Howard the Duck did a bit, but I would again, I like to see more of that instead of just throwaway jokes. I want to see more of Howard the Duck. Um, and it would have been perfect for him to actually, you know, you can use the uh, you could have used the 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 party stuff as. Um, and into seeing some of these more wacky characters and get to know a bit more about these wacky characters as well. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it was yeah, it was it was too. Um, it's like Spider Man Three. There was too much stuff stuffed into it that they thought would be good, but 
I, I just wasn't executed well enough for me. I understand that some people do like it. Um, but I, yeah, that, that's the weakest episode of the whole, of the whole series for me. Um, might be controversial, I know, uh, but that's the way it is. Like it or leave it. That's my opinion. So yeah, um, yeah, was, wasn't great, wasn't great. Okay, so over to Twitter again at Delivery MCU. If you'd like to let me know your thoughts on the um, on the podcast, on the episodes that we go through, um, that would be great. But first of all, we have a tweet from uh, at F Sake Jamie. Really fun episode with yet again some stunning animation. Who knew Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel was such a party pooper. Um, yeah, again, I touched on the animation. It's brilliant. It really is fantastic. Like I cannot fault the animation that they go with. Uh, the animation style I think it was quite jarring to start off with at first with Captain Carter it was it was quite a um an, a, an interesting style um it's almost like comic booky but not um so I can understand why some people may be turned off by it but um you can see they're reaping the benefits of it now um at Foxy Snob said loved it uh it was a fun episode all around party Thor was a dude and then a fantastic gif of Thor on Yan Cat uh <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it uh Foxy it's uh you guys already know my thoughts on this episode. Um, at Mikey Cubed, uh, I thought it was a fun episode with some good laughs, especially after the last few weeks. Ending has me intrigued, though. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I've you know I've touched on the fact that the ending for me is probably what saved the episode for me. But I understand why people would enjoy it. It it, it was a light-hearted episode, to be fair. Um, again, I don't want to keep shit on it though. <laughs> um. At Bulls Celtic, a very light and happy episode, which I really appreciated after earlier, more serious, heavy episodes. That ending, though, what? Yeah, I can, I, I agree, Cal. It was a different change of pace, wasn't it? Um, but I, again, I'm, I, I don't know if because we've been spoiled so far with some of them. I, I don't know. I, it, whatever, it just didn't do it for me. Um, at Fluid Highway, finally getting the Thor vs. Captain Marvel fight. Enjoyed it as a light-hearted, well-written story with a super intriguing ending. Yeah, and again, you know, I've touched on the fact that the, that the fight happened and it was... It is one of the, the, the top... Um, it is one of the, the, the top sort of uh, parts of the episode for me. I, I loved, 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 loved the fight. And again, the animation was just phenomenal. Um, at Corky DMNI, uh, in retrospect, I did not really enjoy that. I find myself losing interest as the weeks go on. Maybe it's the excitement of Hawkeye's announcement. Every week I look forward to it, and every week I feel a little bit more let down. So, Corky, I, I completely understand that. As I, you know, you guys now know my thoughts on this episode. I've enjoyed the other episodes so far. Um, I don't think I don't think every week I've been let down. Um, but I feel that this time, uh, I have. I, I feel that this episode I have. The Hawkeye announcement is, is interesting. If you haven't seen the Hawkeye trailer, it looks really, really good. Like a, a Christmas uh, series with Hawkeye, Haley Steinfeld, obviously, as well. Uh, we'll be doing a podcast around that. Um, I'm really excited for that. Um, but yeah, so so me and Corky kind of have a similar uh, type of uh, opinion there. But guys, if you do want to have your... Um, if you do have your tweets read out on, on stream, uh, featured on stream, again, follow us at DeliveryMCU. Uh, and let us know when the uh, the episodes are over. As I said, there's only two more episodes left, so get your thoughts in now. So yes, that is us for another episode of What If. Not the best for me. Um, it, it could have been done a lot better in, in my eyes, and uh, and it's kind of not only sad, but I've been a bit 
a bit downhearted for, for doing it there's been a lot of stuff happened for me the last couple of days um if you follow me actually on twitter um you'll you'll kind of know there's been a couple of things that popped up um and i've not really wanted not what to do. i've been i think i've actually been putting off this episode and um, recording this episode because because i didn't enjoy it so much and it's so sad that that an episode one episode of a tv show that i've loved so far um it has actually made me uh feel that way and it really sucks but i'm really looking forward to the next two episodes uh i think i don't see how they can go wrong with these net these last two episodes um there there's so much that's going to come together i feel uh, and it'll be good i'm also going to see Sh uh, shang chi today as well so um yeah i'm really really looking forward to that there will be a podcast about that it'll be a different format than what i've been doing for the episodes because i can't obviously go through um scene by scene for the uh for shang chi uh but that will be coming hopefully sort of mid-october time we'll see what happens it might be the start of november i'm not sure but we've got a turtles coming out then as well um uh, but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens and of course shang chi has been announced as being on disney plus for free on november the 12th so if you don't want to go to the cinemas, if you're still not comfortable with cinemas, you can wait until then and you'll get to see it on Disney Plus for free. But again, guys, thank you so much for the support and everything. I really appreciate it. Again, once more, if you want to join the Kofi for as little as £2 a month, you will get entered in the draw for the What If uh, Captain Carter pop here. I do have two other pops uh, as well that I will that I will draw uh, the, the, like two times. So we're, we're definitely going to be doing three uh, giveaways. Um, so get your... Uh, as i say links in the link tree um but but get signed up for that i will be doing the draw on the uh the 30th which is a couple of days time it's thursday um so if you haven't already please uh go do so if you want to you don't you don't have to of course you can you can continue supporting the the podcast by purely listening and watching um it's just another way that i'm trying to get you guys involved and stuff as well um but we'll be back obviously next week or sorry well tomorrow uh wednesday 29th we have the the next episode of what if um, and I will hopefully, I should should be able to get the episode out uh, by the weekend. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But guys, in the meantime, thank you so much for all your support. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, you all take care. Goodbye. Mwah.